We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is January 1st, 2024. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jonathan. I've got my uh, my glass of sparkling apple cider because prior to this, I was at a uh, family engagement with my nephews and brother and his family and my parents, all of them. We did a, a, a ball drop at 730. I highly recommend if you have kids, turn the old last year's ball drop on. Now, my nephews are getting to the age where they, they're figuring it out. My nephew was like, hey, that says 2023. And we're like, mm, someone's getting fired. Um, so... <laughs> We did that too with the kids before bedtime tonight. Yeah, yeah, you have to. And um, so I've got my 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 apple cider they sent us home with, which is nice. Great, uh, great time. Big apple cider guy. So, yeah, I'm 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 good. Aside from what we just watched happen in Phoenix. Yeah, I just wanted to take a, a minute or, or so at the beginning of the show here, just to thank our our viewers, our listeners, our supporters, patrons uh, for everything this year uh, by all accounts, like whatever metric you look at or things that we got to experience, you know, watch parties, heck, even magic wins. Like this was by far our biggest year, you know, here at the six man show. When I just look at the way that like the show has grown again, like our reach, you know, social media accounts, the things that we've been able to do, the the people that we've been able to add to our team, uh, the the content that we've been able to produce, the the content streams that we've been able to add to the show, like could not be more grateful for the last year, Luke. And I'm just like, it, it just makes me even more excited for 2024 and whatever that is going to bring. I don't know how <laughs> we're going to top that year, but I think we said the same thing mm-hmm. after 2022. So looking forward to this year. We started off 2023, I believe, with Nikola Vucevic coming on the show. I think that was January or February. Yeah. And that was just kind of the precursor for the year that that we would have, that the show would have, that the Magic would have, right? Like the Magic's record, I I think it was Philip Rossman Reich of Orlando Magic Daily and and Locked On Magic put out basically the Magic's record in this calendar year 
was a great year calendar year for the magic going above 500 in the last calendar year so by all accounts it was an awesome year can't wait to see what uh what what next year has in store for us as cliche as it is i think it will be better and uh, which is crazy to say do you have any resolutions for this uh new year 2024 I had a super weird. I've, I'm still having, but like I had, I've had a super weird health year. Uh, I would love to you just have. like continue to to on like losing weight and getting healthier, and maybe these things won't accompany it. I don't think. I don't know. I, I know that kidney stones and things like that are associated with lifestyle to an extent with like your diet, what you're consuming, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, hopefully that and uh, it will kind of resolve that and everything else. I think that's probably the the biggest thing for me. I'm not a big resolutions guy. Um, I try to start them earlier, like right before the end of the year so that people can't be like, hey, it's the New Year's resolution guy. You know, oh, you starting to work out. Nope. Started that three weeks ago, actually. Um, So just just that that really is there. uh, are, Are you a big resolution guy? I can't remember. I'm not really a big New Year's resolution guy. Like I'm usually like if I think of like, oh, this could be a New Year's resolution, it's like, just start it now. Like, don't mm-hmm. wait. You and I, the both of us, like when I look back at the photos that we took, like we took like promotional photos mm. at the draft lottery watch party. When I look at the photos of you and I, I'm like, dude, our heads were <laughs> so big. You and I, like around that time, we're both like, no, we need to get like more serious about our health and, mm-hmm. you know, we need to lose a little bit of weight. So, I've I've lost probably like a good twenty pounds since then. Yeah, the holidays, you know, always they a struggle. I've put a, a few on since course, then. As of so I. I'm trying to get back on mm-hmm. the health horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just want to be good at golf. Like for somebody <laughs> that puts as much time into their golf game as I do, like I tell everybody, no one has ever put more into their golf game and gotten less results. Than I have. Like I'm outside every day in my backyard. I have a mat. I have a net. I'm out there, you know, 30 to 45 minutes each and every day. And I'm telling you, I still stink. So get there. 2024 is your year. 2024 is my year, baby. I Mm -hmm. I really, 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 really (laughs) hope so. I want to. I want to break 100 in in 2024. That would be awesome. This is the year. And then no, like New Year's resolution for the show. Like I just want us mm. to keep doing what we've been doing the, you know, the past it'll be 5 years of the show in February and I can honestly say like every single year we found a way to make the next year bigger and better. So just want to continue that trend. So again, just want to say thank you to everybody. We had an incredible year, uh but we are not complacent. We're not resting on our laurels or anything like that. Like we are so excited to make 2024 an even better year, you know, in terms of magic content. So hope everybody has a, an awesome new year. Um, Luke, let's talk some, uh, some magic stuff that we've got going on here. Uh, our latest episode of the six fan show following the magic's win over the Knicks was a lot of fun. That's up on our YouTube. Now our guy, Ben does a fantastic job with those. Be sure to go ahead and check those out. If you wanted to be a part of that one and you missed that one, your next opportunity is going to come on January 9th. Uh, when the Magic take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm looking now to see what day of the week. So that's going to be a Tuesday. So not this coming Tuesday, but the following Tuesday will be your next opportunity to do that. So be on the lookout for that. And then our next watch party is uh, not this coming Friday, but the following Friday, January 12th. We're going to be at Hagen O'Reilly's Irish Pub. 
which is located at 16112 Marsh Road in Winter Garden. Been looking at the the menu, Luke. We're not going to cover the menu tonight, but I've got my eye on a, on a few things there. So um, if you've come to our watch parties, you know they're always filled with a bunch of crazy Magic fans, tons of energy. Always fun when we get wins at those, and we're playing the Heat, so not a better opportunity to, to get together with Magic fans and, and root on your team so that they can beat their in-state rival. Looking forward to that. And today, New Year's Day, Luke, as our listeners or viewers are, are consuming this pod, it is triple vote day when it comes to NBA All-Star. So you can go to vote.nba.com, vote for your favorite Magic, uh, magic players. Your votes today count triple. So one vote counts as three. So be sure if you don't do anything else today besides listen to this pod, make sure you go and vote for your favorite Magic players. Again, that's vote.nba.com. Let's get right into the state of the Magic. This week, the Magic went 2-2, two and two, Luke, with a win over Washington on Tuesday, a loss to Philly on Wednesday, a win over New York on Friday, and a loss on Sunday to the Phoenix Suns. They currently sit fifth in the Eastern Conference with a record of 19-13. and 13. They're seven games back of first place Boston, five games back of second place Milwaukee, three games back of third place Philadelphia. They are tied record-wise with Miami, but right now Miami holds the tiebreaker, so they are four, we are five. They're one game up on Cleveland, a game and a half up on Indiana, two games up on the New York Knicks, four and a half games up on Brooklyn, five games up on Chicago, who has right now the final play-in spot. They're six games up on Atlanta and seven games up on Toronto. Right now, the Magic are 21st in the NBA on the season in offensive rating with a rating of 113. They are fourth in the NBA in defensive rating with a rating of 110.4, ninth in overall net rating with a net rating of two and a half. Looking at the injury report, Markel Fultz, who is now questionable basically day-to-day, he has missed the last 24 games with left knee tendonitis. Uh, Joe Ingles has missed the last eight games with a sprained left ankle. Jonathan Isaac has missed the past four games with a sore hamstring. Gary Harris returned to the lineup Sunday after missing the past two games with a calf strain. Wendell Carter Jr. returned to the lineup on Sunday after missing the last game with right knee tendonitis. So we're getting some guys back. We're still missing some you know, pretty integral you know, parts in Markel Fultz, especially Joe Ingles, Jonathan Isaac coming off the bench, Luke. Hopefully the Magic's New Year's resolution is to get healthy and to stay healthy. It would be nice. It would be nice. That's that's my that's my resolution for the team. I know it's yours as well. So we can get some health. Maybe uh, somebody just overnight becomes an even better shooter. I don't ask for much. Those are my resolutions. Yeah, I don't know how much of that is going to happen. You know, some some dominoes in the Eastern Conference, um, you know, ha- have fallen um, in terms of trade. So what was that Saturday? Uh, mm-hmm. The New York Knicks made a, a really big move trading R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly, and I believe this year's second-round pick to the Toronto Raptors for O.G. Ananobi, Malachi Flynn, and Precious Achua. So ma- some Magic fans were like, "Hey, Emmanuel quickly, you know, he might be a, a good restricted free agent target." You know, the Knicks are already paying R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. They may not be able to pay Emmanuel quickly, and he was somebody, uh, you know, that. Uh, Kevin was on uh, the Knicks film school doing the the preview pod before the Magic Knicks game on Thursday uh, or Friday talking about how IQ was a a guy that some Magic fans had circled for a a potential free agent target. 
it looks like that's not going to really be a possibility. I don't think Toronto makes this move unless they're looking to re-sign Emmanuel quickly this offseason. Um, but I, I don't really know that this moves the needle, especially for a team like Toronto, who is fallen out of the play-in race and they're they're trying to make up ground here. I don't know. I don't know really even think that this is a a big move for the Knicks. I don't know if it moves the needle a ton for them. But Luke, now my attention as we get, you know get closer and closer to the trade deadline, my eyes are set on Tyus Jones. Like to me, at this trade deadline, that is what I want. Forget what I want for Christmas or New Year's resolution. For the trade deadline, I want Tyus Jones. He's listen. He's on a team that stinks. Probably wants out of a situation like that into one that can definitely absolutely see postseason time this upcoming offseason. I don't see a world where it's not at least intriguing to both sides. You want a little second round pick action from us, whatever. You want a player. I think we're willing to 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 move some things around to make it happen for Tyus Jones, as we said, in his career. Never averaged more than a turnover a game. After a game like tonight against the Phoenix Suns, never time, even which, averaged a turnover. A yeah, game. yeah, not 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 average one. Hasn't had over one. How much would you give after a game like tonight? Oh turnovers gosh. are the difference. Tyus for, Jones single handedly like flips Jones. this game tonight. Yeah, so which is crazy to say because I wasn't even thinking about Tyus Jones in that way until mm, a week and two weeks ago. Yeah, a guy who like the more and more that I think about it, just like he fits the timeline. He's 27 years old, uh, not crazy like stats like uh, for his career, averaging seven points a game this year, his best you know, year of his career, 12.6 points per game. He's an expiring contract. He's going to be a free agent, but I don't think it's a guy that's going to be incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. Good shooter, doesn't turn the ball over like everything that that the magic need at this point and if they can make it happen and and find a way to to get him on a a reasonable deal this summer i mean that would that would be fantastic so we'll have to keep an eye on uh what happens there full transparency folks we are recording this episode immediately following the magic's loss to phoenix sunday night and we've got 63 minutes uh from this moment to the ball dropping and we would like to spend some of that time with our families tonight. Hope you all can understand that. So we're going to like briefly talk about this next game. Uh, we'll talk more about the, the Phoenix Suns game, Luke. But um, the next game, uh, the Magic really fought like hell. You know, uh, We had been talking about how we needed both of our superstars, our, our all-stars, to get on the same page. And they did in a big way in this game. 32 points, uh, I believe the season high for Franz Wagner. Uh, 11 of 19 from the floor, three of five from behind the arc was knocking down threes in a big way. Seven of seven from the free throw line added nine rebounds, two assists, four steals and a block. And Paolo Bancaro, 29 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, nine of 19. And Jalen Suggs, another big offensive night, 21 points, eight of 15. Julius Randle, 38 points, just a monster performance from him. But outside of Julius Randle, I mean, Jalen Brunson, 20 points, but 4 of 15. Anthony Black, especially, and Jalen Suggs did such a great job defensively, like really disrupting Jalen Brunson, never letting him get comfortable in this game. Um, and the Magic just just fought the entire night in this game. 
did what they needed to do. Like this was a, a, a game that you really needed to win. You're in this stretch. This was a home game. Um, not a, a great you know, shooting night for either team. Magic 7 of 33 from behind the arc, but New York 6 of 30. Um, again, Jalen Brunson, 0 of 4. Dante DiVincenzo, 0 of 5. Julius Randle, 0 of 4. RJ Barrett, 1 of 5. For a, a team that, that you know can't really shoot from behind the arc in the Magic, uh, they seem to find their match in this one, Luke, and the Magic with the 117 and 108 win. Um, just a, a really fun you know game for the Magic, one that they needed to win, uh, especially like the last five minutes of the second quarter when the Magic really got things going. And yeah, always good to, to beat the Knicks, especially when there's a lot of Knicks fans in the building. When it comes to poor shooting nights, people like to talk about like, oh, they, they just couldn't hit anything tonight. For teams like the Magic, that's the case, right? Like the, the Magic, a lot of times, honestly, more than you would like, have nights where they just can't hit anything from the perimeter. But when it comes to the Knicks, who were like a, at least top half in the league in, in three-point percentage, shoot the ball relatively well for sure. I, it has a lot to do with how you start the game and, and the mental state of the New York Knicks. Anthony Black had Jalen Brunson just going through it in that first quarter. Anthony Black in that first quarter was able to hold was able to hold Jalen Brunson to one for four from the field. Two of those being air balls. You can't tell me that doesn't mess with with Jalen Brunson's psyche the rest of the game when he goes to shoot the ball. It's just like oh man, they're like they're clamping, and I've had my Knicks buddies. They were like, I've not seen Jalen Brunson get clamped like this before. And it takes a lot for them to say something nice about the Magic to me when the Knicks are playing the Magic. So I knew it was true. So that, I, I think it was really set the tone. Julius Randle, you had him 7 of 10 in that first first quarter. He was 7 of 10. Thankfully, in that second quarter, he cools off, misses both of his threes, goes 1 of 4 from the field that quarter. And the Magic in that second quarter, thankfully, took advantage of of playing really great defense on the New York Knicks that quarter. You outscore them immensely in that second quarter and you're able to to build that lead. That was your biggest quarter of the night. That's where you won the game. So, And then from there on out, you just kind of buoyed and you had a great start to that second half as well. Like a 13-5 to run to start the second half. Franz and Paolo have an efficient night together. First one since like Indiana, whenever that was, like a week, two, two, two weeks ago maybe. They were both like clicking on all cylinders. So it was a fun game. Fun game to be at too. Didn't hear a Knicks fan until three minutes left when Jalen Brunson goes to the or Jalen Brunson, goodness. Jalen Suggs goes to the line, misses that first one. I was like, well, the, there's the Knicks fans. If you thought that was the, the case on the broadcast, you were correct in the arena. I didn't. You could see the Knicks fans. You just couldn't hear them until the fourth quarter. Yeah, Magic got out to a 20-point lead uh, early in the, the second half before the Knicks, um, I don't want to say like came all the way back, but you know at least made it interesting in that, that fourth quarter. Uh, but the Magic still end up with the 108 to 117 win over the Knicks. Like you said, Kevin talked about this on one of the, the recent uh, post-game lives. I don't know if it was after the Philly game. But he talked about how like two of his absolute worst experiences ever at Magic Games have been at Knicks games. I was there with him two seasons ago, our home opener against the Knicks, when we sat like sort of towards the Knicks tunnel where like, you know, all the away, like your know, big fans will go and sit. 
And that game was absolutely miserable to be at. And I've been so happy this year when the Lakers have come to town, when the Celtics have been here now and the Knicks have been here, that the arena hasn't been taken over by those fans. Like even um, you know, a, a week or, or two ago when the the Heat were here, like late in the game, you know, there were some, you know, let's go heat chants that were pretty quickly, you know, drowned out. Uh, but always good, especially we had Ben outside Kia doing the six fan show. We didn't want that to turn into like an episode of side talk and just be a bunch of Knicks fans out there trolling. It was Magic fans trolling Nick fans in this one. So yeah, it was great to see Paolo and Franz really on the same page, getting things going. And Anthony Black, I forget who it was that tweeted it out. Um, I think I think you retweeted it from our account. Like Anthony Black going up against like some like elite offensive, like premier offensive players recently, and has just been able to clamp those guys. Like legitimately a really special defender. Us having Anthony Black and Jalen Suggs in the same backcourt. Off the top of my head, I, I can't think of like many other better defensive backcourts. And those guys are in their first and third years in the league. I can't wait to see you know, how those guys are are going to grow. And we just need a little bit, you know, more uh, more offense out of those guys at times. But you know, hopefully that that ends up coming along. But again, big win for the Magic. Uh, always good to beat the Knicks, especially at home. Not letting those uh, Knicks fans you know, really get crazy at all. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, want to give a special shout out to the folks that uh, help support uh, each and every show that we do, really help us do uh, everything that we do. We talk about the big year that we had, uh, literally would not be possible without our patrons. So going into the new year, if you want to uh, be one of our patrons, you want to help support everything that we do here, uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show, uh, where we have a, a bevy of, of different tiers uh, with different benefit levels, part of our hall of fame and elite tiers. Uh, or is that we give them a special shout out each and every episode. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start by shouting out the court cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, normal magic player history, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Donkey Punch, Dave, Pamela and Francis, Warmth, Pierre A, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Dan Mill, Dodo 15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Bill Fulton, Emin Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time, Mr. TV, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred, Junior, Bruce, Hafrican, Shahan, 177, Bobby, The Dawn, Himlo, Ben Himro, Arm Prof, 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid, 714, Spanking Season, Soft Taco, Victor Cologne, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, 
Random Hustle, Eddie House's Burner, Maria, Keith Wallace, Fritz, Currency Kev, Rev Sal, Casey Green, Santi Leon, Kane Eckler, The Distract, Ahmad Timsa, Chan Su, and Tom Gadsden. A big thank you and happy new year to all of our patrons. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Hey, can I? I'm going to give a shout out real quick, Jonathan, to one of our patrons. Please do. I want to shout out to uh, Maria. Mm. I I was, my parents were also at the game, uh, just it's coincidentally uh, against the Knicks. I go down there. My mom was like, can we get a picture? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I just find someone next to us. I turn, I hand the phone to her. like, hey, would you mind taking a picture? She was like, Luke with the six-man show? And I was like, yeah, what's your name? It turned out to be Maria. She's like, I'm one of your patrons. I believe they're season ticket holders as well there at, at the Magic Games. Super sweet lady. My parents said that they kind of talked throughout the night. So super appreciative. Um, I, it's one thing when it's me in the arena. It's another thing when it's my family and how you treat my family. And I people have always been great to me and to you, Jonathan. And whenever they see us, it's never been disrespectful or anything. But it always kind of worries me when I like leave my family with anybody that knows about the show, whatever. And just Maria was just great throughout the night. Um, you know, she, you know, we, we talked on Twitter afterwards as well. So just shout out to Maria um, being super nice and genuine and, and supporting the show and, and uh, doing that, you know, for a really long time now. I think she's been a patron for a while. She has shout out Maria. Mm-hmm. You know who I don't want to shout out Luke, the Orlando mm-hmm. magic and the way that they turned the ball over tonight against the Phoenix suns. Let's talk about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Wendell Carter Jr. back in the lineup after missing a game. Gary Harris back in the lineup after missing a couple of games there. Magic just really got off to a rough start in the first quarter against the Phoenix Suns being outscored 24-37, to turning the ball over five times, 0 of 6 from behind the arc, letting Phoenix shoot 57% in the first quarter and 50% from behind the arc. Just, Luke, this, this game... Really, really frustrating. I go back to to Philly on Wednesday night. Like whenever it seemed like the Magic were making a run, like the Magic started the game really well against Philly, started sell- settling for threes. Philly comes back into it. Philly takes the lead, and then every time the Magic looked like they're gaining some momentum and mounting a comeback, they would turn the ball over. Right, very much the story in this one. The Magic actually end up coming all the way back. They were down sixteen at one point but come all the way back in the fourth quarter, take the 96 to 95 lead with 926 to go in this game. And then just really go cold offensively uh, as uh, Phoenix goes on to outscore them. What was that? 17 to uh, 11 the rest of the way. And it wasn't like KD and Bradley Beal, the guys that got it going for the Phoenix Suns in the fourth quarter. It's not like they were hitting everything. They hit like enough shots. They made enough plays. Uh, Magic's offense, especially, like went cold late in that fourth quarter, and that's ultimately what cost you the game in the fourth. But I go back to the third quarter, Luke, which the Magic actually won twenty nine to twenty two. It was a fantastic quarter defensively for the Magic, but limited themselves to twenty nine points because of the fact, Luke, that they could not stop turning the ball over. It was seven turnovers in that fourth quarter. So you're giving Phoenix seven extra possessions. They shoot nine of 21 in that third quarter. Let's say it's only three turnovers, right? And then they only have, you know, 17 or, or, or 18 field goal attempts. And the Magic were able to get a few more buckets because they were shooting the ball really well in that third 12 of 18 
in total, five of eight from behind the arc, you're able to to put you know a, a few more good possessions together, Luke. You should be going into the fourth quarter, you know, with a, a five, you know, six point lead instead of you know trailing by two that Bradley Beal buzzer beater that he hits at the end. And I just felt like that third quarter and ultimately, you know, the 16 turnovers throughout the game is really what did the magic in. The magic didn't shoot the ball all that well, especially not from behind the arc. Well, guess what? You made more threes than Phoenix and you shot a better percentage. So it's not like one of these games where, oh, the Magic just got outshot. Oh, the Magic can't shoot threes. That's why they lost the game. No. Is that a factor in this game? Absolutely. But 16 turnovers and seven turnovers in the third quarter, when you're trying to make a run to get back into the game, just completely inexcusable. Really, really annoying. Can't protect the ball. Can't get to the free throw line. Shoot just 12 free throws tonight. The Magic average, like, over tw- like the second most or the most in the league it's like 27 28 a game something like that no reason to to get to the line only 12 times right also the suns outside of the big three and really especially outside of their starters that bench is it's not good they that bench is mainly just running cardio and they get six points and then all of it is from matthew right so kogi azabuki Eric Gordon, all of them have zero tonight. As you said, it wasn't like we were being overwhelmed by the big three, which in a way, like Devin Booker didn't have a great game. Seven of 17 from the field. Not great. 21 points for him tonight. KD, yeah, of course. Like, right, you you get overwhelmed by KD. Bradley Beal was an incredible factor tonight 10 of 13 from the field their second game or maybe third but second game in a row with their big three and they're still figuring things out but i that was the frustrating part for sure was like games that it was just like unwinnable basically those type of games their big three is making some of these shots that they're just completely they're either rimming out or they're bricking whatever they're just missing these shots tonight it was like those are the games where i'm like okay the game's winnable. They're not unconscious necessarily, unless your name really was Bradley Beal. Devin Booker's missing shots. He's given, he's gifting you guys some of these, right? Even Bradley Beal down the stretch, like I thought, had a really ill-advised three down the stretch, where I was like, "Oh, he missed it. We're going the other way. The Magic have a great chance to win this game just by the feeling." So very frustrating, but at the end of the day. You get outscored thirty-seven to twenty-four in that first quarter. Shocking, shocking news, Jonathan. If you lose the opening quarter by thirteen, that's that's really hard to do. If we're being honest, to lose the opening quarter by thirteen, but you, especially against a team like this, you got to be with winning going into that final stretch where they have their starters on the court. Because, like I said, their bench is not good. Don't get me wrong, like. Wendell Carter Jr. had a great night off the bench. That's an interesting development, by the way. And he still plays 24 points. He does get subbed in to the, to the closing group there in the final couple minutes. Too little, too late, in my opinion. Cole Anthony plays well tonight. You're winning those bench, bench minutes for sure. But you got to be in the lead when it comes down to that final five minutes. When Bradley Beal checks into the game, makes that starting group hole, you have to be in the lead. 
You cannot be tied. You cannot be losing. Those guys aren't going to lose much when they have the lead with five minutes to go. They're just not. Especially if your team name is the Orlando Magic and you're down by whatever it was, five, when they check in. You can't shoot threes. Like They're not scared of that. They're going to dare you to shoot those, especially when you're off like tonight. Very frustrating all the way around. This is one of the games from the road trip that obviously during the moment was like, Gary Harris is at three, put you up one. Like this is this is the game you win on the road. This is one of them. And you hope you can get one more. But this is definitely one of them. And it's not. Sucks. Yeah, like maybe not best case scenario, but you feel like you'd be pretty fortunate to go two and two on this road trip. You know, starting tonight in Phoenix, then Tuesday at Golden State, you have a back-to-back. You're in Sacramento on Wednesday. Then the final game of the road trip Friday, you're at Denver. Like, I mean, now I'm I'm really hoping that we're able to pull out that win on Tuesday in Golden State because second night of a back-to-back in Sacramento, going to be tough. Going to be really tough to beat Denver last game of a road trip in Denver on Friday. So this game was like the one where I'm like, okay, like Phoenix has sort of been struggling this year. Their big three haven't really really been able Mm -hmm. to get it on track. Of course, tonight is like the official like welcome to Phoenix of their big three with Beal, Kevin Durant, and Booker. Because of course, why wouldn't it be against the Orlando Magic, which like really suck? But like those three give them 77 points. And Booker wasn't fantastic, but he wasn't exactly like atrocious either. Like seven to 17 isn't great. But it sort of like evens out with Bradley Beal shooting like 10 of 13. Like if he shoots 7 of 13 and Booker shoots 10 of 17, like it all sort of comes out in the wash. Like this is probably like almost as good of a, a, a an average big three night as you're going to have. And the fact that the Magic were in this game, you know, basically until the end, the last couple of minutes there, really encouraging. But it's just the fact that like, to start the the third quarter, like Goga Batadze with back to back, just mind numbing turnovers. Crazy. Like, w- like, what are you even thinking there? Sort of these, like, just yeah. like we're we're trying to make these nice pocket passes, like across the lane. We we do this again and again and again, where it's just these lazy passes that we're either making from one side of the court to the other. It's like it's always a cross court or like a cross lane pass that we're trying to make. And then the other team is is going the other way. Like when you're giving the other team so many more possessions because you're turning the ball over, thank goodness for the offensive rebounds tonight. I think it was Gogo Batadze had like four offensive rebounds in the first half. And, and the Magic yeah. end up now uh, NBA.com is saying 15 turnovers in, in, instead of uh, 16 there. Uh, but the Magic end up with eight offensive rebounds on the night trying to see how many uh, second chance points it was here. I don't have it here on on uh, NBA.com. Usually you can pull that up on ESPN, Luke. I don't know if you can see that, but thank God for the second chance points. I think it, at one point it was like 22 second chance points like midway through the second quarter. Like that was legitimately keeping the magic in the game. And I talked to Jamal Mosley about this uh, last Wednesday after the Philadelphia game and Jalen Suggs for that matter. Like what can you all do? to fix this turnover problem because the magic last time I checked uh, right before we started recording, they're like 24th in the league in turnover percentage. So in, in total, you know, uh, percentage of, of possessions that end in a turnover, the magic are a bottom six team in the NBA. Like it's just completely inexcusable. 
And this has been an issue all year long for a team and a coaching staff that puts an emphasis on taking care of the basketball. They are so lackadaisical with the ball. I, I tweeted like this team just doesn't even care about possession. Like they do not care about having the ball. They just so willingly give it to the other team. And you're lucky that Phoenix didn't really do a great job of like converting those points tonight. If they did, you probably lose this game by 20. So the Philadelphia game, now this Phoenix game, two games this week where we're in this stretch. If you have opportunities to win these games, you have to go out and win them. And we're just completely giving these games away. As we start to fall in the standings, if, if this trend continues and we get to the end of the year and we're like, oh man, you know, we could have been the sixth seed or we could have been the fifth seed or hey, we, we might have even been able to get to four and had home court advantage. I, I feel like we talked about this Wednesday night after that game, but these are games that you're going to look back on and be like, man, if only we just could have taken care of the basketball. It wasn't even the shooting. It wasn't the defense. Most of that was was good enough to win you this game, but you just cannot take care of the basketball. I do not understand it. And the other thing, too, is that, yes, you had 15 turnovers tonight. That's about your average, right? Needs to be cut down for sure. But Phoenix is worse. When it comes to turnovers, I understand the big threes back, whatever. I still think that you're, you should be able to force more than the amount that you did tonight. Six, right? There's no reason. This defense flies around. They get, the, they get deflections. They get their hands on the ball. A rare night where Jalen Suggs doesn't get a steal. He had four fouls tonight. And uh, yeah, uh, Anthony Black doesn't get a steal tonight. It, uh, it it was frustrating, and I, I I agree with you. It does all come down to those turnovers. Go Pataza, you talk about you talked about those. Listen, before the game started, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I was excited about him starting over Wendell just because of the chemistry they've built to this point. They have that win streak together. We all know that, what it is. But then that happens in the third quarter, and I'm like, I pull him. I like. You have to stop the bleeding, and unfortunately, two turnovers back to back, like too little, too late at that point. He's made his, he's made the negative impact on that end. Goga has those first few offensive rebounds in the first quarter. Three or four of them doesn't go like nothing. No other offensive rebounds the rest of the game. The turnovers were just atrocious, and like I said, this was the game that I that I think you had to you had to win because. If you don't win this one tonight, which you didn't, you got to get the one on Tuesday against Golden State, who has struggled as of late. That This has not seemed to be the, the Golden State of old. Golden State has gotten old. You've got to win that game on Tuesday because you go back to back to Sacramento. That's a crazy environment. And then you got to play Denver. So... You have to win on Tuesday. Yeah, you have to. And I, with the the stretch that we're in the middle of, like I would argue that you have to find a way to win one of those two games to close the road trip. Like I don't, I don't really care how hard it's going to be to to beat Sacramento or to to beat Denver. Like you look at the standings, like the the Magic's lead where they are. They were second, and then they were third, and then they were fourth, and now they're going back and forth between fourth and fifth with Miami, 
Like teams are are closing the gap. If we look below us in the standings, Cleveland is a game behind. Indiana is a game and a half behind. New York is two games behind. Like you you don't find a way to win two games on this road trip. Like you may be the seventh or even the eighth seed before this week is over, Luke. Like we're we're mm-hmm. we'll talk about like the week that we're going into. But if you can't find a way to come away with a couple of games on this road trip, it's it's not likely, but it's very possible that you're the seventh or eighth seed when to start the week you were the fourth seed. Like that's how close the standings in the Eastern Conference are. And yeah, we're now in January. Standings aren't the end of the world right now. We know that this team needs to get through January. Then the schedule really lightens up. And yeah, even if you find yourself at seven or eight at the end of January, you'll have enough time. You'll have you know all of February, all of March, and the first week of April to climb back up if you want to get to four or five or whatever. So it's not the end of the world, but it just doesn't instill a lot of confidence. You know, if you're losing games and, and dropping in the standings, so. Uh, Luke, I do want to take us to a bright spot in this game. Mm-hmm. Paolo Bancaro was absolutely fantastic. 28 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 12 of 23. Apart from the offensive rebounding, like before Franz really got going in that second half in, in the fourth quarter, it felt like Paolo Bancaro was the reason that the Magic were in this game. I want to take us to the 10-minute, 3-second mark in the fourth quarter. Bradley Beal has a dunk on one end. Paolo Bancaro just takes the ball coast to coast uh, to the other end with the poster over Yusuf Nurkic, and that is going to be this week's Jam Hot Chicken Jam of the Week, Luke. Incredible, sensational dunk. Wish it would have came in a win, but it still was fun. That moment was a good time. Absolutely. Like you said, that is brought to our friends at Jam Hot Chicken. Jam Hot Chicken located at 400 West New England Avenue, Suite 13 in Hannibal Square. Go to jamhotchickenfl.com, menu, online ordering, so you can order ahead, music playlist, all things Jam Hot you could find there. I got the opportunity, the blessing, to go to Jam Hot Chicken on Friday. The The boys and girls over there hooked it up. I got my, the usual, the Sando, mild. And then they gave me a little extra little chicken fingers with some comeback sauce. Incredible. Little tendies action. Little tendies action. Shout out to to Jam Hot, everything they do. My mom got the chance to try it out as well. Said it was the best chicken sandwich she's ever had. She doesn't recommend it in a car, though. She was in the passenger seat trying to eat this thing. This thing is not to be messed with, right? Like not not for the not for car eating, no. Not for car eating at all. And uh, so wait till you get home, maybe, if you have to leave or wherever you're going. But it is well worth it. My mom could not stop talking about the chicken sandwich. Great experience. Great people. Go check them out. I'm trying to look at the calendar now of like when I might be able to to make it to Jam Hot because it's been a while. So the 12th for that watch party, because that watch party isn't going to be until about 730 it, that may be the night that I have to make my way over to Jam Hot Chicken. We got uh, somebody on Twitter uh, was a first time this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And I guess we haven't said this enough or we haven't said it super recently. If you're going to Jam Hot, if it's your first time, whatever heat level you think you would get at other places, go a step below and thank us later. Because this gentleman was like, I got the mild and it was not mild. It's it's still pretty hot. So a big shout out to our friends 
over at Jam Hot Chicken. Luke, I, I really don't have too much else uh, to say, you know, about this uh, this loss to Phoenix. Wendell Carter, seventeen points off the bench in twenty four minutes, uh, added five rebounds, two assists. Was super encouraging to see Wendell back. Had the big lob finish from Franz. The Wagner Carter connection, really, really encouraging out of Wendell. After you know he hadn't been that great since coming back from the hand injury. Maybe another game off the bench, but if he's going to continue to play at this level and play with the energy that he did Sunday night, needs to be back in the starting lineup before long. It's funny how things work because. Coming into tonight, like I said, I I was like, oh, Goga, great, perfect. And tonight, you know, recency bias is a real thing. And a lot of us deal with it. And uh, sometimes we have to be reminded. Wendell Carter Jr. reminded us tonight. Three of three from three, plus 14, the best, most impactful player, really, aside from probably... Palo, but even still, like his plus minus argues that he was he was positive every single time he was on the court tonight. So welcome back, Wendell. It feels like we got him back tonight. I hope that continues. We'll see. We need him on this road trip for sure. Franz was awesome again, twenty seven points, eleven to twenty five. Uh the eleven to twenty five I don't think really paints the whole picture because Franz started like three of ten. In mm-hmm. this game, so I guess the rest of the game, that's what eight for fifteen. Mm-hmm. So, like, really got things going, you know, especially in the the third and, and fourth quarters. There seven rebounds, six assists, twenty eight points, and, and twenty seven points from your twenty two and twenty one year olds. Again, folks, today, if you're listening on New Year's Day, this is triple like vote day. Go vote Paolo and Franz to the All Star game. Those guys really, really deserve it. And yeah, if if Wendell is like back back, like the way that we're accustomed to Wendell playing, it's going to do wonders for this team. They just, I don't know if it's Markel coming back is going to help us like cut down on the turnovers or if it's a, a move for a guy like Tyus Jones, help us cut down on the turnovers. They, they just got to figure out a way to, to fix this because the, the entire like philosophy of this team is like having these big, you know, multiple like ball handlers, good decision makers, for all the quote unquote like good decision makers that we have on this team, you think we'd be able to take better care of the basketball. Like, do we think Franz is a good decision maker? Yeah. Do we think Paolo is a good decision maker? For the most part, yeah. Is Jalen Suggs a good decision maker? For the most part, I would say yeah. Anthony Black, yeah. Goga, for the most part, yeah. Mo Wagner, for the most part, yeah. Gary Harris, for the most part, yeah. Why the hell are we making such bad decisions then? We've got all these decision makers. Guess what, folks? Make a decision not to turn the damn ball over. How about that? Let that be our New Year's resolution. Screw the shooting. I can live with 34, 35% every game if you just stop turning the ball over. That's all that I want. I, I don't think it is that too much. You know, I don't think that is too much to ask. No, not at all. Not, not at all. All right, the week ahead, Luke. Tuesday again at Golden State. Got the back-to-back Wednesday at Sacramento. Friday at Denver. And then you come back home uh, at, at, well, home, you're playing Atlanta at home is what I was trying to say on Sunday. I feel like that happened the last time that we had a West Coast road trip that ended in Denver. I feel like we had Atlanta at home 
like the the very next you know game which you know you don't really have a day off like you're coming back you're getting back from denver you're getting back from this long road trip luke i i think we go two and two this week i think we beat golden state we beat atlanta but we have to find a way to go three and one this week I hope so. I'm going two and two as well. And that really is a heart pick because Atlanta stinks, bro. They do stink, but I, I think that you, there's a, there's a great chance you lose against Golden State. The, the script is there. They shoot 43s a game. If they are remotely on, you're screwed. You just are. Like, but they stink. They do, but all it's lost it, three it, in it, a row. Yeah, I understand that, but the Magic aren't built to play from behind. So if they have a great first quarter, if they have, if they're lighting it up from beyond the arc, it, they're capable of it. They still are, they still stink, but if they they are very much capable. So I could see a script where that that's how that goes. The Magic have to try to shoot themselves back into it, only to shoot themselves further out of the game. We've seen it before. I mean, it's not a shock if that does happen. But I am going to say two and two. I'm going to say that you do win a gold state. I'm going to say that they aren't hitting on all cylinders. And then I'm going to say you beat Atlanta. They're 15th in the league this year in Mm -hmm. three-point percentage. Yeah, but they shoot 40 of them, thanks. So it's still good relatively when you're talking volume. They they only make five more threes a game, which only only five more threes a game. We just I don't care. You just gotta find a way to do it, boys. I don't want I don't want your excuses. I wanna win. I want a W. That's what I want. We need it. Don't we care need about your excuses. We wanna win. We need to go to two. That being said, if you do go three and one, you have to be Denver. It's a tough one. I just don't think you're beating Sacramento on a back to back. They're 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 too good to be beat on a back to back like that. And that I I don't like I don't think that I enjoy the thought of playing in Sacramento either. So we'll see. They're a team that's got about the same record as us. They're nineteen and twelve. We're nineteen and thirteen. But we know what they are. They're uh, they're a great basketball team. So yeah, you if you get if you're getting a third win this week, it's got to be against Denver. So Luke, uh, you're nineteen and thirteen uh, at the turn of the new year. In the 2015-2016 season, so December of 2015, mm-hmm. January of 2016, this is the Scott Skiles year. At the end of the year, we're at the end of the year here. We're 28 minutes now away from uh, from from 2024. At the end of the year in 2015, the Magic were 19 and 13, and then they lost their next four in a row to make them 19 and 17. They won a game to make them 20 and 17. And then they lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row to make them 20 and 25. And we know that that season just completely fell apart. Are you superstitious at all about the fact that the Magic are ending the year 19 and 13? It doesn't make me feel good. I don't feel good about it. But I know that this team is not that team. This team is not losing nine games in a row. No. There's no shot. Yeah. There's not there really isn't. Yeah. I don't I don't think so. I yes, does Are it scare you me? really having Absolutely. this like internal monologue right now that 
it, it's even possible that this team loses nine games in a row? I don't know. And it was eight games in a row. They're not losing eight games in a row either. It will not happen. I will not allow it. I will you, put on the pinstripes and I'll be out there jacking threes we're before I see this team lose eight games in a we're row. We're definitely losing eight games in a row. That's that's what we got going. You never know. I can I can get hot. I can get hot from behind the arc. It's happened. <laughs> it's happened a time or two in my day. And yeah. you know what? At this point, I ain't gonna do much worse than I, our guys are from behind well, the arc. You know what well, I'm saying? Yeah. No, I think you would. But uh, listen. Also, this is just on another side. Producer Kevin came through to let me know let us know sacramento's also on a back-to-back when we play them love that but the bad news is they play charlotte so they could be up by charlotte's 30 dangerous they've been bad lately they've been real bad lately yeah yeah so if uh if if charlotte is getting getting beat i think charlotte and, right and detroit both went one in 12 in the month of december yeah they both they, they, they both teams suck that tracks out but that's what I'm saying. If the Kings are killing them, they might pull players. They might, you know, be well rested even for that back to back. Way more than we're going to be rested playing against Golden State. So I do appreciate the intel, Kev. I do still think it's a loss, but it does change things slightly. I I feel better about it, but uh, I still have a loss for sure. Yeah, I would say before that. I would give us like a 70-30, maybe 75-25 chance of winning. Now it's like 65-35, maybe 60-40. So you never know. It's the NBA. Weird things happen. Anything can happen on a given night. If the Magic hit 12 threes in that game and win, wouldn't wouldn't be completely shocked. It's just the way that these sort of things go. All right, Luke, we're going to wrap this one up uh, unless you have anything else to add. Want to wish everybody a happy new year. You're not listening to this on New Year's Eve, but your past self, I hope, had fun and was also safe and not stupid. Don't drive drunk. Uber. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're waking up or you're listening to this, it's like 4 a.m. You might be partying long into the night. If it's like 4 a.m. and you're listening to this and you're hammered, get an Uber. Okay? True. Just, just don't drive drunk. Don't be get an, an idiot. Uber. I, I love that you told them that we were going to make this short. We've been going about 50 minutes, so... Well, yeah, we're we're incapable. So let's get out of here. All right. Happy New Year, folks. For Jonathan Osborne, I'm screwing this up totally. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.